Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. Today we are talking with Jackie Dragone. Jackie is a fitness and business coach, and she has been a fitness coach for over a decade, starting her career in New York City and then working in Philadelphia, DC. And now between Philly and LA, she has been featured in many mainstream publications, including Women's Health, Shape, New York Magazine, Well and Good, and On Air with Good Day, New York, and Fox and Friends, preaching her workout philosophies. She is now the CEO of her online wellness company, The Lab, leading women to strength and confidence through fitness and mindset practices. This is really an episode about learning how to master your thoughts in order to master your life. We talk about how Jackie really had to embrace the adversities of the pandemic and pivot fast and how these times of adversities can be our best teachers and simple practices of how not to let the adversities break us down during these challenging times. We talked about what to do when you feel the pity party moments kick in, which we've all had, and how to shift it and how to embrace that all of this can be happening for us, even and especially when we can't see it in the moment, we tend to see it in hindsight, which is really the only time we have that 2020 vision. We also talked about this piece, which I absolutely loved, how duality exists and how we can hold the opposite emotions and energies and experiences all at the same time. It's not an either or, it's an and. We can hold anxiety and happiness and how this practice is actually how we build the resiliency within ourselves. Absolutely loved this episode and I love this conversation. Welcome to the show today, Jackie. I'm so thrilled to meet you. Yes, you too. Thank you so much for having me today. I am excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Can you tell people where are you from? Yes, I am from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, but I also feel obligated to say that I lived in New York City for 11 years because that really shaped me. Oh, wow. Why did that shape you? It's a whole different ball game. Like the pace, the culture, like okay. being immersed, you're like immersed in the entire world mm-hmm. in one city. Mm-hmm. I was only there. I did something. Um, I guess it's four years ago. Now my girlfriend and I flew in first thing in the morning and we yeah. spent the whole day there and then flew back that night. Wow. Just to that's say we insane. did it just to say, that's we really, did it. that's a cool experience. I love that. It was really cool. Actually. Like it's, I don't know. Yeah. I said, that's crazy. I'm like, really? Cause it, like we had, like, it was full, it was a full yeah. day but it was fun. And then we went home and I was home that night. So anyways, it was just fun. And I definitely is a place that I would like to go back to as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. I lived there for so long and I still didn't do everything that there is to do. <laughs> no, there's a lot. It, there's, there's definitely a lot, a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Now, when I look at your story, there's so mm-hmm. many things that I see and the word that I, I related to a lot of it, but there's mm-hmm. so many things that I see and the word resilience comes through. It just keeps mm-hmm. hearing the word resilience when mm-hmm. I read it. What does the word resilience mean to you? Yeah, it means that, you know, life, I think sometimes there's an expectation for life to achieve happiness, permanent happiness. And that's not the way that life works, but also it kind of can be, it's like the duality, right? So there's going to be good times and bad times. And sometimes they exist together for me, almost all of my life, they have existed together. So resilience for me is allowing myself to be happy and whole alongside what is going on around me, which is generally challenging or can be, or like sometimes there's peaceful, quiet moments and really enjoying that, but just knowing that you're served hard situations in life, but they can't bring you down permanently. You still have to move forward. Thank you for sharing that because I think that it's funny. I've actually listened to another coaching call this morning and a podcast and the word duality <laughs> has come up twice. And it's so funny because I, I love, I, obviously it was meant to happen today. Um, I love that in the sense that there's this there's a thought that if you, you know, say your gratitudes, do the grateful mm-hmm. that you will release like all anxiety, all frustration. And I actually don't necessarily believe that this is my, I think that you can hold both. I mm-hmm. actually think it's, I think mm-hmm. that if for the longest time I kept thinking, keep saying my gratitudes and this will get better, but it's just a perspective thing and knowing that we get better at holding both. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I agree with you. And I think it's like, well, I work in fitness, but it's also like a muscle I've had to learn to flex is to, I feel the fear and then I feel the desire of what I want to do. And I have to learn to like quiet the fear and strengthen the, like, just go do it. Yeah. (laughs) Which has been like the last two years. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. Quiet the fear and just do it. And I love that you said a muscle and I really want everyone to have that land because I mean, if you have spent time in a gym, how do you strengthen muscles, mm-hmm. right? They break down mm-hmm. before they actually mm-hmm. grow. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. All of yeah. those things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So take us back now, two years ago. So mm-hmm. we were, um, and almost like we just passed two years to the yes. date probably that, yeah. because I lost my job right on March 17th and it never came back. And so it was like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to figure this out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I would love to hear your journey from that point and what happened for you. Yeah, absolutely. I was working for a company called Flywheel Sports. Um, They had over 40 locations all across the United States. And here in Philadelphia, I was in charge of all of the instructors, hiring, training, um, quality control, content in the class for both Philadelphia and Washington, D.C. So I had a great job. I was also instructing classes. I was a big, I was a staple in our community here, starting to really get to know the D.C. community. And it was just like, it was a great job and a great role and I loved it. And, um, the company has no longer exists because of the pandemic. So like spoiler alert, but they were kind of on the chopping block anyway, because, um, for some other reasons. And so I just knew like the pandemic hit and I was like, this is it. Like, it's going to be done. Like the same as you, it was like the 17th, 18th, we got sent home. We were told, all right, two weeks. But then my boss was like, really, I think it's going to be a year, like just to be honest with you guys. And we were all laid off. And, um, that was that. And I was just like, this is, I think this is it. 
I think that this is not coming back and it didn't. And so I had to figure it out. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. And I actually, I don't even know if you know the answer, but I do want to ask this question. What, what's the difference? It's not better, worse, the same, but what's the difference in some people who literally came home on the 17th and 18th and went, I, I just went, I don't think this is going to be two weeks. I don't, I'm, I, I mean, I've never seen professional sports canceled before. So yeah. that was like, I just didn't think it was going to be that long, but then it was a case of, okay, well, what if this is the break? This is the time that I have asked for to mm-hmm. create something else. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, again, no judgment, just a, just curiosity. What do you think it is? Because there are, I'm sure, you know, people, I had people in my life that they literally were like, yay, Netflix, 12 hours a day for, you know, indefinitely. And all of a sudden months later, they're like, well, what series do I watch now? And I'm like, I can't, I, I don't have time for them. <laughs> so I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's a couple of things. People are resistant to change. So it's like, well, I'm not going to change unless I have to. For me, being 100% honest, I was like, it was scarcity. Like I had to survive. Like I had a great salary and benefits. And, you know, it was really, I was like, well, I'm not going to be paid. I got to get paid. Like it was, I had to, it was survival mode too. And I was like, not willing to just sit around. And then also at the same time, I like genuinely love teaching fitness. And I was like, I can't not teach fitness for two weeks. Like this is what I do. And I have all of these people that do it with me and they're all freaking out. So like, let's do it on Instagram live. Like that's the beginning of how it started. Um, so it was like all of that together, but yeah, I think for other people, it's just resistance to change or just, I don't know people. It's like you said, it's not better or worse, but people have different levels of ambition and I have like the highest level possible sometimes to a fault. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was just like, go. Yeah. I love, and I, I love that you said that because yes, there've been many times it's to a fault, Yeah, um, but <laughs> yeah. it, I mean, it does move the needle forward. I do. It completely. moves the needle forward. And then you're also like, okay, maybe you should slow down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There were times where, and I, there were times I definitely needed to respect that and slow down. I yeah. do appreciate too, how you said in the beginning reaction to scarcity also because the job was mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. That, I, I know I did that. I literally mm-hmm. did everything I could. I'm signing up mm-hmm. for things. I'm trying to mm-hmm. learn. I'm trying, it was like, I went like full force into school mm-hmm. trying to yes. learn how to make this work. So yeah. I get that. I do get that. Mm-hmm. So you started doing then teaching classes on Instagram. Is that what you said you started with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had, when I was working for flywheel, I also had, here comes the ambition part. <laughs> so I have this like demanding full-time job. And then on the side, I was building a brand called rhythm lab, which was this class that I created. Um, and I was teaching it twice a week in a rented space and it was gaining momentum big time. Like I was so excited. I've, I've had a year in a uh, career in fitness for almost 10 years at that point. And I was like, I always had the seed to want to do my own thing. And it was really starting to happen. So I was like, you know what? I just will take all of this online and we'll start on Instagram live. And I don't know why it didn't dawn on me at first, but then like two or three weeks later, I moved it all over to like an actual platform where people could sign up and it was an actual business and like the whole thing. But yeah, it just started on Instagram live. And in the beginning, because people were like desperate for fitness, it was just like, hundreds of people on Instagram live, which doesn't happen now (laughs) for those two weeks. It did. I was like, all right, here we go. And yeah, that's how it started. That's awesome. So then in the beginning, did yeah. you charge in the beginning or did you eventually start to grow in the business? Did, how did that mm-hmm. work out for you? 
I didn't charge. I was just showing up on Instagram live and teaching. And I was just thinking like, okay. And then people, this, I didn't even ask for this. People started to Venmo me or ask me what my Venmo was to pay me for my services. Yeah. Oh, that's and beautiful. Sorry. That's it actually was, beautiful. That it people, was, that people do that. It was amazing. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know why it didn't dawn on me to make it a business in the first place. I was just like, this is what I do. And, you know, as um, the next week went on, I was like, okay, so we'll bring the whole schedule online and I will make it a service and I will build a business and a brand. And I will take everything that I've learned to this point and put it into my brand. Meaning like I've taught Pilates, I've taught strength, I've taught um, rhythm-based classes, I've taught cycling and I put it all into one membership and here we go. Wow. I just from knowing you in this short little bit, when you say you don't know why you didn't charge in the beginning, my guess is because you have a heart of service. Like you were like at that yeah. point, life felt very scary and desperate. And it was yeah. like, how can we serve? How can we help others? What can we do? And so that's probably why you did. But then the beautiful thing is, is that when you lead that way, mm-hmm. it can grow. Like it, it's, a, it's the business. It, this is mm-hmm. really, this comes down to how we show up in social media, what we do, right? Mm-hmm. If you go out in a state of constantly sell, 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 that's yeah. not, like hard sell. I have no problem with selling, but sell, mm-hmm. sell, sell, yeah. there's no value. Yeah. People don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Wow. So over yeah. time, the business started to grow. Yeah. So over time, the business started to grow. It was very much like you. Like I started, I had a schedule of six classes a week. I had members coming in. I was teaching them all online. I mean, like the flip side of where you, well, no one else can see us, but the flip side of this view that you have is a studio that I've completely converted my basement into and uh, like a fitness studio. And um, that was great. And for the first five, six months, then I hired a business coach. I learned how to build out an actual program was a little bit higher ticket and more involved. Um, I sold that that was, and that went really well. And it's just like continued to evolve from there. And now at this point, as we stand today, I have like five different parts to my business, including my fitness business. And now I coach other fitness professionals on how to do what I did successfully because they have amazing skills, but they don't know business. And I've always had a knack for business. Even when I was working for Floyd, like I was involved in the business side, my job prior to that, I was involved in the business side. Like it's just in me with the coaching. So I was like, this makes sense. Like, why not do this? I love the natural progression. So as you did that, the business started to grow and it started to grow Mm -hmm. and, um, it took off. Can I say that? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Where is it now? Like you said, so you've mm-hmm. got all these different moving mm-hmm. parts to it now. Um, over mm-hmm. that time, are you, when you look at it, are you thrilled with where it's at? Are there things that you have, like, let me know where you're at with it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm ever thrilled with where it's at because that's the ambition to a fault, right? <laughs> like I, I, I was trying to lead there, but I didn't want to put those words in your mouth. <laughs> no, so. I know. And I appreciate that, but I'm just like, okay, so I'm very happy. Like, I'm beyond grateful and happy with where it's at. Um, it is growing. I have, you know, an online membership that's like a lower cost um, where anyone can really come in and access. And it's like, you know, you come to class or you don't, it's really on you. Then I have an eight week strength training program that also incorporates some nutrition, um, not some, like I give you a ton of information on eating healthier and you know, smart weight loss, if that's a goal of yours or not, and option for a little bit of personal training. And we do mindset work and bring guest coaches in. So that is like a more an eight week program that you go through. And then I have one-on-one coaching. So, you know, next steps, I'm starting a YouTube channel to hopefully reach more people across 
the world and bring them into my world, be it whether they convert or not. I don't know. I just, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited about it. And then on like the higher end, I have a desire to start a program. I've noticed this over the last two years that people's habits around fitness, food, and money are all the same. Like how you do anything is how you do everything in a way, like the scarcity, the fear, the, all of it. And I'm, I am not a financial coach, but I would like to find one that has like the same, you know, drive and idea as me and like give somebody or a small group of like five women a complete life overhaul as it stands with like food, fitness and finance. Yeah. That's, that's so interesting because I do deep down believe that like how we do one thing is how we Mm -hmm. do everything. It's just how Mm -hmm. we show up. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't mean we don't have different priorities, but how we show up and how we take that is so I, I can see the correlation there. What have been some of your biggest lessons during that time, during these last two years? What are some of the things that if you look back, you're like, oh, you know what? I wish I would have like, or maybe there isn't, but what have been some of your biggest lessons? Yeah, I wish that in the beginning, I mean, I was going for it, but I wish I would have gone for it even more and like believed in myself to the point that I just like said it was very fear based. I was like, this is how we survive right now. And nobody knows what anything, you know, what's going on and what's happening. So I wish I would have just said, you know what, this is what's happening and like put my foot in the ground. And yeah, I would make decisions faster and believe in myself sooner because I think it was very like the business was built from a place of fear and the whole world was in fear and also kind of like having that weird sense of like waiting for it to go back, which it's still like, this is life now, right? It's never really gone back to what it was for me. And so I wish I would have just said, this is what I'm doing, no matter what happens, like I'm making the decision and I'm moving forward all like full force. Like I was moving forward, but also like kind of nervous to take steps um, because I don't know. It was just, everything was so unknown. Having the new business, not knowing what was going to happen next, not fully believing in myself. You know, really, I really had to go deep down into a journey of like self-development to make this work. And I still do to this day, obviously. It's like, like I've been practicing for two years. So now it's getting better and better and stronger and stronger. But in the beginning, it was like, what am I doing? Like, who am I to do this stuff? Mm-hmm. That is make decisions faster. Isn't that, isn't that such a great, great one to say? Mm-hmm. And then also the compassion of recognizing that we were all living and there was so much unknown and mm-hmm. so much fear mm-hmm. and so much, I'm going to say it, division, mm-hmm. anger, mm-hmm. resentment. Like there was mm-hmm. just, I, I actually really had to um, separate and really mm-hmm. put boundaries in place to mm-hmm. not be around certain people. Because it, ironically, I can say this, I still love them, but I can say this honestly, that some of the people <laughs> who were the most angry, most resentful, most frustrated, their lives didn't change. They were inconvenienced. Yes. It's like I, I had a couple people who were very like, this is so unfair. I can't golf. I can't do this. I have to work at my table. I'm like, you have your job. Like <laughs> some of us literally, it was cut off with no notice mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then gone. And I don't mm-hmm. complain that much. So I just think that that's interesting. Like, yeah. do you have to put some boundaries in place where there are situations like that in your life? Yes. I, I'm feeling like I must've just had people around me that had like the same perspective in some way, shape or form, and probably came from being in the same like yeah. fitness field for so long. So we were all kind of in the same boat. And then, you know, family members and people like that were just like, 
I can't believe what you're doing. And it's where like, go you, you know? So I didn't have too much negativity in that sense. However, in terms of like the news and social media and what I would read and watch, I really did have to put boundaries up around that. We canceled cable during the pandemic. I don't, you know, I watch the news here and there to be informed, but I do not consume it on a regular basis. Definitely not on, you know, mainstream media, not on the TV. I'll read And (laughs) that's about it. So for me, it was that. I think that that's what it takes. And I appreciate you Mm -hmm. sharing that because, you know, there's, as you continue to grow and growing yourself to grow your business, then Mm -hmm. some things do have to change and Mm -hmm. where your energy goes, where you're, what you're consuming, all of that Mm -hmm. has to change too, because Mm -hmm. time is, time is money and, and time Mm -hmm. is energy and and Mm -hmm. what you're doing with that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So my energy would just be so brought down. Actually, the practice of the news, I was, when I lived in New York every day, they would put the terror threat on the news. Was it like, I forget the bottom colors, but if it was like a red day, that meant that there was like a high potential for like a terror alert. Yeah. And so I got into that practice early on and I just had to strengthen it even more in the pandemic, but it was like, talk about living in fear. Like, this is just like what the news does to us. I'm like, I can't watch the terror alert and then get on this subway that goes underground, underwater through a tunnel and feel like a normal human. So what a great point. I, again, not recognizing that, not being from New York, not realizing it like that, you would definitely have to put some boundaries in place. Yeah. That was like, yeah, that, so I kind of had you know, that practice in place. Um, and I just had to really strengthen it throughout the pandemic. And, you know, in Philadelphia, we had a lot of, a lot of protesting, a lot of riots, people uh, like Philadelphia is fine. Anyone who's listening and think it's, thinks it's like in shambles and like awful. It's not at all. (laughs) It's really fine. I don't think it's much different than other major cities that are going through the same thing, but there was a spotlight on it for a while. So also having to, I think with some family members, you know, be firm and saying like, it's, you know, the news is blowing it up worse than like the social issues are terrible and awful, but what's actually happening, like, isn't as fearful and unsafe as, um, is being projected. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. I just think it's, it really comes down to knowing yourself, knowing what you can Mm -hmm. consume, knowing what serves you, knowing Mm -hmm. how, like how you want to choose to show up every single day in your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, have speaking of those boundaries, then have you found that, especially with building a business on social media, like you have to be very, um, intentional about Mm -hmm. your time and energy on there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Even so this year, I feel like it took me a while to stop the, like, then mindless scroll really gets you my gosh. And like, I don't even realize I'm doing it sometimes. And now this year's, especially I'm like, you know what, if I'm going to be on this app, I'm going to go and actually talk to the people who are following me and just say hi. And some people perceive that as like, oh, cold DMs or whatever. But like, no, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm going to be social if I'm on this app. And I'm going to connect with people that I want to connect with. And I'm going to post things that are going to help people. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And then wash my hands of it and call it a day. Because when I look at the evidence of my business, I will say this, my follower account on my, or my follower count on my main account has not gone up more than like five or 600 people in the last year. However, my business has grown like a great amount. So let's like, think about this for a second. I had to like pause and tell myself that, you know, let's think about this. Something you're doing is working. Mm-hmm. 
Instagram can't be the be all end all. There's other ways to connect with people and you just can't give it all of your energy. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. I know that's going to resonate with some entrepreneurs that are here and listening Mm -hmm. and you can't give it your energy. You have to be very intentional about being on Mm -hmm. it. And it's more important to connect with people as a real human, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like, I'm sure you get them. I still get DM messages. I'm like, who is telling you this works? (laughs) Who says this works? Like you don't connect with people that way. Like, it's just not how it works. It's just not how it works now. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate you sharing that as you were building your business, you went through some personal challenges Mm -hmm. with your dad. Was it your dad? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you want to just, wherever you feel comfortable, just want to share, like, this is the piece that when you're navigating as an entrepreneur, there's still a lot of things that are happening in your life, but Mm -hmm. you have to show up for all of it, right. Mm -hmm. In order to keep it going. So I would love it if you feel comfortable to share. I do. So my dad. He was diagnosed with esophagus cancer in July of 2020. So it was stage two. It's a fairly rare-ish, although I feel like it's becoming more common, form of cancer. And he was given like the entire treatment platter that you could be given. So he had to do radiation. He had to do chemotherapy. He had to have a massive 10-hour surgery. He had to do it all through COVID where nobody could go in and be with him and support him through any of this other than the times that he was at home. To give you like the full picture, he was on a feeding tube for about three months prior to his surgery and about three months after. He lost 80 pounds. He, it was, it was crazy. To this day, it's still crazy. He's doing like really well. So I'll tell you that now before you get, everyone gets too sad. Mm-hmm. He's doing really well. He is, you know, really happy. And he, like the doctors are kind of like, you're kind of a miracle case because what he went through, he, they said, most people don't make it this far. Like they took out his entire esophagus and reconstructed it with like stomach lining. It's, wow. it's wild. And that was like wow. a year. The process is still going on. He's still doing like, advanced treatment as preventative care. But, you know, so now we're looking at almost two years come July that he's been going through this and the fact that he's alive and he's going to work every day and he's happy. And that is like something to be really grateful for, but it was wild starting a business the same year that this happened. Well, and that's it. It's you, you add the challenges for him and then also add COVID to it and being unable to like just the whole distance and the hospital Mm -hmm. and it just Mm -hmm. has new layers of stress, right? We're all navigating something that we'd never been in before. So there Mm -hmm. was no way of, you know, people would say, I'm not handling this well. I'm like, nothing to compare (laughs) to, like we've never been here before. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm glad he's doing well. I'm glad he's doing well. That definitely added a lot, I'm sure, to all of the all of the moving pieces that you were navigating and changing and growing through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really did. I mean, I still feel like I'm coming out of it a little bit and being like, what what happened? It feels like a fog or a dream. I don't know how I got through it. I think I used my business as a coping mechanism in a way where I just overworked. (laughs) And I'm gonna tell you right now that. I do believe that you have to work hard when you have a business, but the way that I overworked myself didn't move things in the direction forward in the same way as (laughs) when I, like last year, probably probably a year ago, I really started to make some massive leaps in business. Um, And that was, you know, on the other side of my dad being this way. So I probably could have slowed down and taken a few more deep breaths and given myself the space and time instead of trying to force 
in the moment, but that was, I think a coping mechanism for me. And, um, just like, again, it all goes back to the fear. I'm noticing this is a common thread for me. I know it's a common thread for other people. You know, if I don't move, my head is going, okay, my dad has cancer. What are the bills going to be? What if he loses his job? What if my parents can't pay for them? My, I, my business, I can make it, I could do it. I could, you know, make sure that they're okay. Like all of these things going through my head. So I'm just like, hitting the pavement, but not really producing in the way that I wanted to sustainably. Yes. But growth, no. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that's a lesson moving forward. You know, if life hands you something, just like take a few weeks and, and slow down and wrap your head around it because you're not going to, you're not going to outwork it. No, I say all the time, you cannot outwork your limiting beliefs. You cannot outwork your, you can't outwork those, those situations. And sometimes it requires us to slow down. So if you look at it now, what things do you do differently in your business now than how you did it then? Mm -hmm. I have more of an intentional plan, which I've always known that you needed, but it's like, for me, instead of hopping around from like task to task to task, because I think everything needs to happen right now. Otherwise it won't happen. I am just like this week, I'll do these two things and they'll be done. And then I'll move forward. If you don't do that. And you know, some people might be like, that's so obvious, Jackie, but I'm like, you know, if I don't do that and just like, what is it called? Rain myself in. Is that the right way to say Mm -hmm. it? I don't like Mm -hmm. wrote myself back in. I will do like seven little bits and pieces of seven different things a day and none of it will move forward. So it's like, okay, now one thing do it slowly and well, move on. That is so much more forward progress. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're an entrepreneur, I think what happens, or I know what's happened to me is you're scrolling through social media. You see, I'm making a million. I'm making this. I did this. I did that. I did this. I did that. Great. So then you think, "Ah, I need to do it all right now to catch up to that person, whether you realize it or not. I think it's a subconscious at a subconscious level too. Mm -hmm. So you go and you have this like buzzy energy that's not good or grounded trying to do all the things. I am really stepping away from that this year and just one thing at a time. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Honestly, that is a, like being more intentional is so important. It's so important. Mm-hmm. When it, I, I think back to 2020 at that point, I was like, I literally trying everything like, like, mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. and I know it was the wrong energy, but it's where we were at. And a mentor said to me, like, said, let me look at your schedule. And she looked at, she's like, oh my God, like, you can't, what are you doing? I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, I just said this and I can't go anywhere anyway. So I might as well work, right? That's the whole, I might as well just work because it's right here and not the right energy, but even, even taking and batching the days. So for example, Mm -hmm. like she said, Mondays and Tuesdays, they're podcast Mm -hmm. days. Mm-hmm. And so I don't record podcasts on other days. I don't Mm-mm. touch podcasting on other days. Mm-mm. It's like they only fit on this day. And mm-hmm. so it really helped me because all of a sudden you'd be going from one podcast, one coaching call now alive now. And it was just the energy mm-hmm. I could see it now was scattered all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. That's been like a hard thing for me to break. And then circling back to how you do anything is how you do everything. I'll notice myself now in my real life. I'll be like, fold three shirts and then have a bite of lunch and then fold three. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> we must retrain everything. <laughs> to be more some of us we've had a lot of years to learn to do it that way right like (laughs) I know (laughs) I know I know no it's true but it's just like really funny to start to notice the patterns when you pay attention 
Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate you sharing, you sharing that. Now, if somebody's listening and they are saying like, I would love to be able to do that, or I would love to be able to start that business, or I wish I had the resiliency that she had, but I don't even know where to start. What would you say? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say pick up your first self-help book or podcast and start to find a way to believe in yourself and start. Mm-hmm. and um, expect to fail and expect to win all at the same time. It goes back to the duality, but I, you have to take the first step and you, and you have to be willing to hear no. I mean, I feel like I'm a talking cliche right now, but these things are all so true. Like you yeah, have to, you have to be willing to just be like, no, or have the door slammed in your face and, you know, hear it a lot, or, you know, just be willing to fail because it's going to happen. and you know, the more times that you put yourself out there, then you're going to get better and better and better and better. And then you're going to start to hear yes. And the whole thing is going to turn over. I had fairly instant success starting a business, but let's remember that I also had 10 years behind me as a fitness professional of people following me and knowing who I was from several different cities. Mm-hmm. Right. So I always tell that to my coaching clients too. It's like, you didn't see me 10 years ago when I taught my first Pilates class in a room that I rented to for $5 each to my husband and my best friend. Like you didn't see that, right? Like you see the now, but that's where I really started. You know, I, I spent thousands of dollars to get that education on top of my college degree. You know, I invested Mm -hmm. in that education and then I taught $5 classes and then I taught classes that no one came to. And then eventually I got a job where I worked crap hours. And then I didn't like, it really, really is like, you just have to be willing to start and, and take what you, I don't want to say take what you get, but, you know, work with what's in front of you and build and keep building and getting better from there. Mm -hmm. I so appreciate you sharing that. I really do. Because I think, again, there's so much gold in that for everyone, but we go back to something we said in the very beginning is, is that you don't ever know someone's story, right? Like Mm -hmm. you don't know their story. Mm -hmm. You tend to look sometimes at where people are, what they've achieved. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, look at what they've done. And it's mm-hmm. like, we can all, we all have the potential and the ability to do mm-hmm. this great change. Mm-hmm. But it definitely is that backstory. And I've ha- I have had people say, well, it's so easy for you be- to talk and to do mm-hmm. lives. And I'm like, okay, well, we're approaching podcast number 400. Yeah. And <laughs> like, just in perspective, right? Just put it in perspective. And I will reshare some of my early um, Facebook lives that I did in like 2015. And yeah. I was scared to death to do them. Mm-hmm. So I purposely would do them after hot yoga. I don't know what you look like after hot yoga, but I, <laughs> I did it on purpose because then yeah. it was like, this is me. This is, there's no filters. Yeah. This is no nothing. And it was a great way to get over that hump of it. But mm-hmm. that's seven years ago right? Like that's the seven. So it's, it's that it's just, maybe we need to just stop and slow down and give ourselves permission to Mm -hmm. learn and to like mess up, to have mistakes, to grow, to evolve, to Mm -hmm. change, whatever that is. But Mm -hmm. it takes all of those pieces. We don't bat it out of the park the very first time. Nope. No, nobody does. Anyone who you ask their story, even if you look back at like Elon Musk or Steve Jobs or any of these really big names, regardless of what you think about that person, if you look at their whole story, there was like major success, major failure, major risk, major risking it all, um, ups and downs to get to the point that they're at. That's so good. That's so good. Have you ever read the book, um, as an aside 
but I just, it came across my feed the other day and I have read it a couple of times, but it's called the third door and it's Mm -mm. by Alex Benayan. It's such, it's such a great book. Anyways, it's, if you listen to it, because what he did was he was, um, I'm going to can read it, but he basically wanted to interview all the people who have had success, air quote success. And he was like, well, I'm just going to interview them because how did they do it? How did they get there? And how he made his book happen is another story completely on its own. But the whole premise is, is that there's this third door. Most of us walk up to the first door and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And then we walk Mm -hmm. away. Some Mm -hmm. people walk up to the first door. It doesn't Mm -hmm. work. They go around, they find the second door and Mm -hmm. that works. And some people, they second door doesn't, they walk away. Mm -hmm. Some of these people that you just referred to Mm -hmm. literally keep circling the building until they find the third door. Like they just, Mm -hmm. they don't Mm -hmm. stop. They don't stop. Mm -hmm. They're like, and if not, they make the third door. They just find Mm -hmm. a way to make it happen. And I love that analogy in the sense, how many times do we try something once and it doesn't work? And it's like, okay, well, I guess that's not it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it is all in your brain and in your mind and in your thoughts. It really is. Yeah. That's like the biggest lesson I think I've learned from all like circling back to self-development, your thoughts are, if you can master your thoughts, which I'm still like a work in progress, but if you can master your thoughts, then you can really do whatever you want. It's Mm -hmm. really what you believe. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. I love that. So what's next now for you? What is next? I have a few ideas and, you know, on both sides of the business, I'm thinking in my fitness business, I am going to start my YouTube channel and reach a massive audience. Um, I would love to just have that free content out there and I would love to monetize it for myself with ads, like being fully, tell you my whole plan, you know, um, passive income there. If people want to convert into my world, great. If not, no big deal, whatever. There's like fun free workouts for you to do on YouTube. and then continuing to grow my, my fitness business is called the lab, continuing to grow that. Um, I would like to plan a couple of retreats, mm-hmm. fitness retreats for sure, or big major events. I think, so that's like the fitness business plan. And then the other side business coaching, I mainly work one-on-one with people because I think that it's so impactful. I don't want to knock group coaching completely. I think it's great if you want to learn a specific skill. Mm-hmm. Um, or like a way to do something or how to do this. But when it comes to growing your own business, the answers really come, I think, quicker from one-on-one conversation. So, you know, I'll be doing that and growing that to some extent, but I would love to have something called like the classroom or the business classroom where I can teach skills and have an ongoing library of like, you can buy, buy this class, join this class, join this class, join this class, join this class. Or you could join all of them or not. But like, if you need to learn this skill, here you go. And something like that. I don't know. Those That's my vision for the next few years. <laughs> I love that. Thank you for sharing that. The other reason I yeah. like that is because I did spend most of my 28 years as a kinesiologist. So I was in the fitness rehab yeah. field. Um, boy, I'm going to say this. Most people who work in the fitness fitness field, like work their asses off. Mm-hmm. Like literally work their asses mm-hmm. off for their clients, not mm-hmm. only bring themselves first for their clients mm-hmm. and they don't always make the best money. So I mm-hmm. love that you're in a space of like business coaching, showing mm-hmm. and teaching them other mm-hmm. skills of how to do it, because mm-hmm. it's actually amazing when you look at like some of the fitness and trainers and fields and how much they work and what they do, they're not making a ton of money. 
It's so true. And I think I've been fortunate to always find, like I said, I've always been able to combine business with fitness and have a career. But um, I was talking with a woman the other day and she was saying, well, some of my members will say things to me like, oh, I could just go join Beachbody and I could just go join this. And it's $10 a month or $100 for the year. And I'm like, that's great and fine. And if somebody wants to do that, good, more power to you for going to work out. But what we, I would really like to do is raise the bar in what it is worth to do the like access fitness and wellness in, you know, a more intimate container, because now we can have it in one of two ways. You could go to do, you know, beach body mm-hmm. and you can shop at target. And I shop at target like every week. I'm not knocking any of that. No. Or you could go and train with this person in a more intimate group where mm-hmm. yes, they're going to charge you more money. And it's just like when you shop at Bloomingdale's and you have somebody there who's helping you figure out exactly what to do and why these are two different things. So I want, I'm saying this on the podcast because whoever's listening, I think it's important to understand to your point, the amount of effort and energy that does go into creating some of this stuff. And it is, you get better results when you're willing to work with somebody more intimately. And Mm -hmm. I have seen that over the last decade, you just get better results. So it's like, what result do you want? And then that should really determine what choice you make. Wow. Wow. Absolute gold. Because really just asking yourself, what do you want? Like I can, Mm -hmm. again, I can go download a bunch of PDFs that Mm -hmm. are free on -hmm. business and online, or I can invest in a program Mm -hmm. and show up and learn or invest Mm -hmm. in a one-on-one coach and learn Mm -hmm. directly. If I really want to scale differently, faster, or however that Mm -hmm. looks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So (laughs) it's all the Business and fitness are very, have very similar things when it comes to like, you know, you're going to succeed quicker if there's somebody there holding you accountable to exactly what you said you want. Mm-hmm. That's, and that is hundred percent true. That is so yeah. true. So now the best places to connect with you, to follow yeah. you, where would they be? Yeah. So if you want to follow me for fitness, it's my name at Jackie Dragon, which is dragon with an E at the end. Um, if you want to follow me for business, if you're running a health and wellness based business, it's at fit F I T B I Z mentor at fit biz mentor. Nice. Nice. Yeah, awesome. so Instagram. It's yeah. all there in the show notes for people to connect with you. And I'm grateful that our paths have connected because I can just feel so many different similarities. Like there's just so, I say so many different similarities. I did say that so many similarities, even though it might be slightly different circumstances, but this is the beautiful thing is there's like podcasting and business online has allowed so many doors to open to meet people all over mm-hmm. the place. And yeah. I, I love it. Absolutely love it. Yes. Yes. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. You're so welcome. I have one quick question for you before we go. And it is what lesson in life are you most grateful for? That is a tough one. What lesson in life am I most grateful for? I think, you know, right now it is, I don't know if it's like a, a specific lesson or like one sentence that I can put behind it, but I think that we are here for a bigger reason other than like that we miss sometimes because we are chasing success. But like when I just look around and I think of when I'm at my happiest, you know, I'm at the beach, I'm outdoors. I am in nature. I feel free. It's, it's like a beautiful thing. So I think connecting to that, like kind of what sets your soul on fire is, 
been a journey of mine because I am so ambition and business and success oriented, but I, I've recently just, you know, been leaning into the other side of life. It's, it's can't be all about that. And I think that's the biggest lesson. Mm, that is absolutely beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. And thank yeah. you for being here today. It was wonderful to get to meet you, to know you and to have you share your, uh, your story with the audience. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.